the Bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. What's up, everyone in Southeast Louisiana? It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this Friday. It's another beautiful weather day in Southeast Louisiana, and we hope everybody's taking good advantage of it and is having a wonderful start to their day. I'm going to thank our sponsors in just a second for allowing us to be here. I'm going to let you know what coaches are coming on when, though, if you listen to the show regularly on Friday, I'm sure you could guess. But, y'all, shh. Listen close. It's game day in Southeast Louisiana. We're fired up. It's game day. We've got high school football coming tonight. We've got LSU football coming tomorrow. We've got the Saints coming on Sunday morning, and we're fired up about that. If you're not a high school fan, hey, no big deal. You got Tulane that you can watch on ESPN tonight as well. We've got no Jameis Winston this weekend. That's going to fire up a lot of folks in Southeast Louisiana. How's Andy Dalton going to do without any playmakers at receiver? We'll find out. Coy Moore's running his mouth about the LSU receivers. LSU's taking on Auburn. They'll have a chance to lock up Coy Moore. Can't wait for it tomorrow. We got some big top 25 matchups around the country. Can't wait to see how it shakes out. Tarpons are taking on a behemoth in Galliano tonight. Seeing one of the best quarterbacks in the state of Louisiana. It'll be a treat to see how the Tarpons fare against Lutcher. It is game day weekend. We've got nonstop football for the next 72 hours before beautiful southeast Louisiana sunshine, beautiful southeast Louisiana autumn-like temperatures. Take advantage of it while it's here. You guys know as well as I do, next week it's going to be 115 degrees again outside. Take advantage of this beautiful weather while it's here. Going out, catch a ball game, and enjoy yourselves throughout the weekend. One that I failed to mention, we got Nichols starting Southland Conference play. And we can't wait to see how they fare as well. So it is game day. I'm fired up. You should be fired up. Should be excited to see what happens in the next several days. Now let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, also industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Reminder, join us tomorrow, Saturday morning, for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Graval and myself. For the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, that is presented by Terrebonne General Health System, but sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. It's, as always, the Sports Corner. We look forward to that tomorrow morning. Join us tonight. Varsity high school football coverage. Pre-game 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock. South Lafouche taking on Lutcher. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil. Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, 
Cherubone General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Whew, out of breath. Been screaming and cutting up. Show's only four minutes old and we're already out of breath. Um, got Chandler Guitros coming on in the next segment of the show. We'll ask him about some tarpon football stuff as always. And then, of course, we'll chat with him about maybe a little tarpon baseball also because when we get to the fall, and, and tomorrow will be the first day of October, you got to start at least in the back of your mind thinking, okay, well, just a few months away from starting up camp and getting practicing. and In February, you're rocking and rolling. So baseball is still a ways away, but it's getting closer and closer every day. So we'll talk with Coach Chandler about that. 12-15, Damien and I are going to get ourselves into some trouble, I'm sure. Damien St. Pierre, we'll chat about NFL. We'll chat about the LSU uh, matchup with Auburn. Talk maybe some wrestling. Who knows what Damien and I will get ourselves invested in during the course of that segment. At some point during the show, I'm going to have to yell and scream about the Miami Dolphins' absolutely reckless, foolish, malpractice decision yesterday to play Tua Tonga-Vioa four days after he sustained, and this is me saying this, the doctors haven't said this, this is me saying this, four days after he sustained a concussion Sunday against the Bills that they slid under the table, which I also talked about earlier in the week how they slid under the table that it wasn't a concussion, said that he had an injured back talk about the Dolphins malpractice yesterday letting him play now he gets another concussion has to get stretchered off of the field a lot of people are angry about that me being one of them that's not the way you should treat your so-called franchise quarterback I'll chat about that at some point in the show um a lot of emotion there Dolphins made a big big mistake allowing that man to play last night and they paid dearly two is likely going to be out now several weeks after getting concussed again there were a lot of Thursday night high school football games last night. I'll give you a rundown of the schedule. There wasn't a whole lot going on locally, but I'll give you some statewide results. Frederick Douglass beats Rice Charter 34 to nothing. Livingston Collegiate beats Varnado 56 to nothing. You also have McDonough 35, 37, Salmon 28. So McDonough 35 gets a big win, <clears throat> which is good news for South Terrebonne. Church Points 58, Mamou 6, Dunham 28, Southern Lab 14. JFK, John F. Kennedy defeats Live Oak 37-27. to Boy, JFK has a good team. They, they really do. Landry, 12. Booker T. Washington, 6. Ville Platt, 34. Pine Prairie, 13. Covington, 14. Fountain Blue, 7. Grand Lake, 58. East Beauregard, 30. Amit, 14. Kentwood, 6. That's a good win for Amit. Grant, 31. Buckeye, 14. Walker, 42. Bel Air, 0. North Shore, 13. Ponchatoula, 10. Wachita Parish, 48. Wachita Christian, 28. Caldwell Parish, 13. Sacred Heart of Ville Platte, 0. Hannon, 35. St. Thomas Aquinas, 6. Jonesboro Hodge, 20. Pineville, 10. Wasman, 38. North Webster, 6. Opelousas Catholic, 48. Holy Savior Menard, 0. Slidell, 13. Mandeville, 10. Northwood of Shreveport, 48. Bozier, 12. Oberlin, 48. Hamilton Christian, 12 couple more. Uh, Abbeville, 56. West St. Mary, 6. Albany, 44. Riverdale, 28. North Lake Christian, 42. Grace King, 21. So just a couple of scores around the state as there were some teams that locked horns with other opponents for the Thursday night grind. We locally did not have any Thursday night games. We instead were confined to a Friday night schedule, which will be a good one, by the way. We've got a lot of great matchups locally tonight that'll be on our Friday night schedule. 
you'll be able to hear South Lafouche and Lutcher tonight here on KLEB. Tarpons are big underdogs in that one, but a lot of folks are looking forward to that matchup. How does Destrahan keep their train rolling? They're facing HL Bourgeois. It's one of the... Uh, tonight's a night, and I talked about this yesterday. Tonight's a night where there are a lot of big underdogs. A lot of games that could potentially be very lopsided if things don't go the way of uh, the underdog on the field trying to challenge the Goliath. Destrahan and HL Bourgeois is one of those games. Thibodeau and E.D. White in maybe a lesser extent is one of those games. Terrebonne and Central Lafouche. Assumption in Morgan City, Lutcher and South Lafouche. Um, there are a lot of matchups where it's a team that's had a lot of success against a hungrier team that hasn't had as much success. Will those hungrier teams, the Bourgeois, the South Lafouches, the Morgan Cities, will they rise up and play better football? Or will we be giving a lot of 3T scoreboard updates tonight that'll be saying, oh, well, it's 41 to 3 or it's, you know, 38 to nothing? That'll be the, the story of the night tonight. One of the biggest games in the area, Terrebonne and Central Lafouche. How could Central Lafouche get some offense going and maybe even get off the field defensively after a rough week? That'll be a big matchup there. I really think a lot of eyes tonight are going to be on the city of Thibodeau. You got E.D. White and Thibodeau. Those schools, I don't want to say don't like each other, right? Because they don't ever really play each other in anything to not like one another. It's always just kind of understood, all right, they're over there, we're over here. There's like this separation there. And you guys know how it works with public and private schools. There's that little bit of innate snootiness of the private schools. Deep down at their core, they kind of think that they're a little bit better at certain things and a little, more, a little bit more pure than the public schools at certain things. And that creates a chip on the shoulder of the public school group that thinks that, hey, man, these people are some brats, man. Like, you know, oh, these are, you know, spoiled kids or whatever it may be. That's going to be a physical, fun game tonight. And I don't think it's going to get chippy or anything. Like I said, they're not, like the schools don't hate each other. But there's always just a little bit more to play for when it's a public school versus a private school and both teams are in the same town. Same would be said if Vanderbilt were playing like Terrebonne or anything like that. There's just that little bit of extra off. And I think that for that reason, that'll be where a lot of the eyes will be tonight is over in Thibodeau with E.D. White and Thibodeau. And then also, Ellender and South Terrebonne, two teams sharing a stadium. Only one team could get the win. The Patriots and Gators are both 1-0 in district. Somebody's O has got to go. We can't wait on tomorrow for the Sports Corner to let you know how this all shook out. And we can't wait also to break all this down on Monday uh, here on Play by Play. So it should be an exciting night. It should be an exciting weekend. And we can't wait to see how it all fares out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'm going to Chandler Guitro, South LaFouche High School. We'll ask him about his freshman football team and also talk a little baseball. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, 
Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines for the first time today with our usual Friday at 11.45 guests. That would be Coach Chandler Guitros with the South Foos baseball program. And then, of course, also the freshman football coach out there, on the Bayou. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, Casey. Doing great. And yourself? Doing just fine, buddy. Um, it is always fun whenever it's game day. I know that you guys, uh, from what we were saying last week, did not have a freshman game this week. How much did you guys practice, and how much progress did you guys make with the game not on the schedule? Hey, we were able to get uh, two solid uh, days in a practice on Monday. Of course, we were out with the Lightning, and then on uh on Wednesday, we have so many of our guys that play with the JV team that we can't even go 11-on-11 11 11, uh, whenever those kids have to leave early for the JV game. So we're able to start get a little bit of team in on Tuesday, and then we had to shut it down. But we had uh, two solid days on uh, Tuesday and Thursday, uh, you know, just trying to uh, just trying to get better, man. We're going to be installing some new stuff next week uh, once we have more guys there. Uh, and just, uh, you know, kind of hurting a little bit the linemen right now. Uh, we lost one to injury, our starting right tackle. Uh, we had our center out sick this week, and then uh, we had actually our left guard, Logan Michelle, is, uh, from what I understand, going to possibly, possibly be getting the start at guard tonight for the varsity team. Uh, so very excited for him. That's a great opportunity, and he's going to be a tremendous player here uh, for a long time. So, uh you know, obviously, when you got three linemen out like that with the limited numbers we have, it is hard to uh, to practice, but we're doing what we can. So tell me about that. Whenever it's, you know, game day, 
Um, do you get told by like BJ or someone else like to limit certain guys' touches or anything whenever they play both games? I, I just ask because like you know, Rest plays both games, Terrence plays both games. Like, is there a, a number that you guys are trying to reach, or is it just you know, hey, play it by ear, let's do the right thing, common sense type approach? I think it's more of the latter. It's it's not really a pitch count for anybody. It's more common sense. You know, uh, our kids that play both ways. It's uh, a lot of our skill guys. Uh, especially uh, linemen wise, we got to play them all. I mean, that we we have what we have at the freshman level. We we only have so many linemen; those kids have to play every snap. Uh, but the skill guys, whenever we can get uh, Terrence and Dre, especially a break on defense, uh, rest really doesn't get twenty five carries with us. You know, we kind of spread the ball out. So it's just uh, you know more of a common sense approach. You know, if we if we're late in the drive when we know we're running the ball, maybe get uh, Dre out of the game and run the other way or something like that. So. It's, uh, it's more of just a common-sense approach uh, with that. So you said one of your linemen is going to be moving up to the varsity ranks tonight. Tell us about him as a player. What are some things we should expect to see tonight from him? Uh, Logan's a tremendous football player, man. Uh, I'm actually not sure what number he's going to be wearing tonight for us to look out for, but I'm sure Coach will have that uh, that listed. Uh, but he, uh, he had kind of got moved up to that uh, JV varsity level about a week and a half ago after just some great performances with us. And, uh, you know, those guys need a little bit of help. And uh, it shows you what type of player he is to be able to not just be there to get, uh, you know, backup reps and practice, which is what he was originally brought up for. But, you know, today he's starting, you know, week uh, week five, six, whatever we are now. Um, so it's uh, just great for him. He's just such a smart kid, such an aggressive kid. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a kid that's going to get bigger and stronger as we go through the years. Tonight's going to be a lot of a learning curve. You know, he's going to make typical freshman mistakes. And I think, you know, the offensive line might be one of the tougher spots to put a freshman in just uh, just with the physical disadvantage you're at. Uh, but, you know, I think that he's a, he's a guy that this program could be built on in the future. Uh, I think he's that type of player, uh, you know, as he gets bigger and stronger. So uh, very excited for the opportunity, and I think he'll perform just fine. Let's talk about some baseball for a second, bro, because, you know, we're flipping another month uh, on that calendar tomorrow. We'll be starting October, and then we're getting closer to winter. And, heck, once we get to winter, you guys are right around the corner and are on deck, you know, pun intended. Baseball-wise, are you guys doing anything right now? I keep peeking over at the field. Looks like you guys are keeping it in good condition. Got a couple of guys maybe getting a little bit of work out there? Uh, yes, we've, uh, we've implemented our throwing program, and we're not doing full-team practices or anything like that. Uh, but we're implementing a, a throwing program with a few kids at a time. Coach Buck's kind of running that for us. And on the offensive side, uh, Coach Chasson is working in the cages. Uh, you know, till uh, I get back from football, they're going to be working exclusively with those two coaches. Uh, and it's really offensively, it's an evaluation period. And to me, uh, you know, with the arm care thing, that's not just something that it's to get better. This is conditioning. You know, this is the equivalent of football weightlifting over the summer. This is us conditioning our bodies to be able to perform uh, in the off season when our guys get to that level or uh, to that uh, part of the season where we're asking a lot of them. So, um, you know, we're trying a new throw program kind of comes uh, coach Buck's basing it off of uh, some different things that he's learned. We're kind of, uh, you know, washing the old one that we've been using for the last four years out and uh, Coach Bucky does a great job with uh, research and professional development as a coach and especially with arm care. Uh, so I think that we're going to add a good bit of velocity to our kids, but more importantly, it's about keeping kids healthy and keeping them on the field able to play. One of the things that Coach Bucky was, was telling me recently when we he and I were chatting is that you guys are doing a lot of things to try to, as he said, take the program to the next level and, you know, 
trying to get more pride and more passion. Not that that's lacking right now, but you could always do more. And he was talking about maybe some things you guys are doing in the locker room to make the locker room nicer and, you know, trying to enhance your game day experience for the next, you know, set of home games. And just talk about that, man. But, but you know, you know as well as I do, man. The kids like the candy, bro. They like to see, you know, cool things and they like things that are appealing that they could post on Snapchat or whatever app they're using. Little things like that matter, bro. It keeps them interested. Yeah, and uh, look, it's uh, absolutely it's about making the program seem bigger, you know, not necessarily than what it is, but making it seem as big as it is. You know, you go to any successful uh, program, I mean, uh, I've been to several places, and it's not just trophy cases. It's, it's just, you know, stuff within your program that helps promote your program, and that makes any sense. Uh, you know, just pictures of uh, teams celebrating or winning big games, stuff like that. And, uh, look, tradition, I'm not going to lie, tradition something that was lacking here for a very long time. Uh, when I started 10 years ago in the coaching profession, uh, you know, this is, was not a, a school known for winning baseball games. It just wasn't. Um, handful of playoff appearances over the years, one district title uh, back in the 80s, uh, late 90s had a decent little run, the mid-2000s under Coach Landrum had a little run. Other than that, I mean, nothing uh, tradition-wise here. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is year four for me, but, uh, you know, really starting at the tail end of Coach Midiot's, uh years and the two years that Coach Rass spent here, and then my last four years, we've been winning a lot of baseball games these last, you know, seven, eight years, and uh, – competing at the highest level, literally being talked about in the same breath as teams that are winning state championships and, you know, winning two out of the three district titles in the school's 56-year history in these last couple of years. So, uh, you know, if there's no tradition there, you got to spark it and start your own tradition, and that's what we're trying to do. In terms of, you know, like so much has been made of, okay, well, you know, there's reclassifications, and I know the LHSA doesn't call it that because they're saying that it's it's just, you know, realignment or whatever. I don't know what. But in terms of that, that gets so much of the attention. But outside of that, have there been any type of rule changes or anything? Like are the pitch counts the same? Are there any baseball rule changes on the horizon that we need to know about? Uh, all that stuff is uh, staying the same right now as far as I'm concerned, or as far as that I, I know. Um, nothing really coming down. We are uh, obviously in the playoffs that kind of got uh, released last year. First round is going to be best two out of three, which, uh, you know, kind of protects the favorite team, I would think. Now, instead of having one uh, one dude, you got to have two or three uh, to be able to go upset somebody. So uh, I wish that was the case, and we would have been doing this for the last couple of years, if I'm honest with you, because I think it promotes the better team advancing uh, in all rounds. You know, it uh, should be two out of three. That's how every uh, – Every level of baseball does it. It's multiple games, uh, except for ours, until this year. So that's great. And uh, just the new off-season rules that apparently you're allowed to go with as many kids as you want if your principal allows it, um, which we still haven't gotten very much guidance on from the state. So, uh, no, other than that, everything's pretty much staying the way it was. We're shortening the season a little bit. We're uh, starting on the same time, but it's going to end a week earlier to allow for that first-round playoff series. Can you do too much, you think? But, dude, I, I travel from stadium to stadium, and I'm seeing some crews that are out there, and they're pretty much practicing right now with the whole crew. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, this is cool. You're getting some work. But, like, I feel like baseball is a sport where you kind of need some rest periods. Can you do too much, you think? You 1,000% can do too much. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of kids playing football or cross-country or swimming or doing something else competitive besides playing baseball. Every uh, Everyone only has so many throws in their arm. 
you know, that there's only so much that the body could take and that you put yourself through. Uh, so, yes, um, you know, as far as teams having whole team practices, man, this is a little bit early to be practicing, in my opinion. This is just me talking uh, 1,000% full goal when you don't have a game for six, seven months or whatever we're at right now, you know. So uh, kids get burnt out. That's what we're trying to avoid. We're, you know, we're getting our bodies conditioned, doing some evaluation in the cage to stay sharp. But, uh, yeah, and we had, we had talked to it uh, with Coach Kyle, and he, he agrees. That we're not going full goal any sport this far in advance. And it's, it's to promote – kids play in other sports and to promote kids, you know, not getting burnout. So that's uh, that's our concern uh, with our athletes in South Lafourche, and I think that's the way that we're going to move forward with it. Before we let you go, dude, when do you guys take the freshman football field next, man? Uh, we're next Wednesday at home. I believe it is Assumption. That is who we play for varsity, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird, man. I used to be so much with a schedule in front of me, and now we're moving all over the place. Everything's kind of, uh, you know, spread out <laughs> with our school situation, so I have to think for a second. But we're going to be Assumption at home on Wednesday. Uh, next Wednesday, I believe that would be October the 5th at 530. Okay. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you tonight, bro. All right, man. See you tonight. Bring a jacket. It's going to be a cold one. Yes, sir. No doubt. That is Coach Chandler Guitros with South Lafouche High School Baseball and also freshman football doing a great job as always. Um, man, it's crazy. The, the, the sport has changed so much. He was talking about that uh, situation where you could pretty much practice year-round. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but we're sure going to find out because there are teams that are taking advantage of the rule. So we'll see. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk some college and pro Oh, man, maybe I'll chime in on the Dolphins. We might save that for Damien. Either way, it's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be talking some football in the next segment here on 102.7 FM and 1600 AM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. This is the perfect song to play before a saint segment. Because there are a lot of things right now that we could be yelling and screaming about the saints that fit this song. If you know, you know. Uh, It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We're giggling and chuckling. The New Orleans Saints are in the news again for the wrong reasons. It's been a rough start to the season. They're 1-2, could just as easily be 0-3. Now they're heading into a matchup with London. Um a matchup in London against the Minnesota Vikings, sorry. And I don't know who's in charge. We talked about this yesterday, okay. Earlier in the week, it was Wednesday. Okay, Jameis is just resting. Um, He'll practice tomorrow. Now he's not playing Sunday, hasn't practiced all week, but he's only kind of not playing because he's listed as doubtful. And Dennis Allen said today, I think it's doubtful that Jameis plays in the game, so our plan right now is to have Andy ready to go. We'll see how things go overnight, but Andy will be ready to go if that's the, the, the direct... Goodness, cannot read today. We'll see how things go overnight, but Andy will be ready to go if that's the direction that we go. The fact that New Orleans would even be quasi-open to playing Jameis Winston on no practice, on a broken body, is Asinine. That's ridiculous. There are a lot of things about this Dennis Allen era that are making me nervous, bro. I wasn't crazy about the whole fight thing in Tampa, but hey, I gave them the benefit of the doubt there because there's some bad blood between the teams. But you don't often see really good NFL teams getting in benches, clearing brawls, and then folding up like a tent after them. I gave them a pass for that. The next week, your favorite in Carolina, you play like trash throughout the course of the game. Lack of attention to detail. A wise coach once told me bad teams are going to be the teams that struggle in special teams. The Saints struggle in special teams. And then now, this whole thing in London has just been weird. It's just been weird. Is it, look, is there a possibility that all throughout the week they've known Winston is going to be out? And they've just kind of been playing head games with the Vikings, giving them different things to prepare for. I guess that's possible. But it also, it just feels like a team that just doesn't altogether know what they're doing. 
team that just doesn't altogether have a definitive, clear plan for which direction we're going to go. Oh, yeah, he's going to practice tomorrow. No, he's not. Oh, uh, it's just a rest day. He's going to start Sunday. No, he's not. And, oh, right after the injury. Oh, it can't get any worse. He's, he's not at risk to further injure himself. Well, then why is he not healthy to play this Sunday, but he was healthy to play the last two Sundays? There's some issues there. There's a lack of communication there. There's just an ickiness there. If Jameis Winston's not able to play this coming Sunday in London against the Vikings, why was he healthy enough to play the last two weeks against Carolina and Tampa? Because the team publicly and very clearly said, yeah, he's hurt, but it ain't no big thing. You know, he's, he, he could play through it. It ain't going to get any worse. Well, what's changed? What's gotten worse? Why could he go then, but he can't go now? If this is a performance thing, why are we lying about it? And why are we burying Andy Dalton to the point of saying that, hey, we're even open to the idea of Winston not practicing at all, all week, but still waking up Sunday feeling good and playing? Why are we doing that? It's a mess. Here's what else is a mess. Glass Joe over in the receiving core. Michael Thomas. Oh, he's got a boo-boo again. He's out Sunday. He's got a toe injury. Toe injuries linger. Michael Thomas ain't coming back anytime soon, y'all. Michael Thomas loves missing games injured. That's all he's done for the last two years. Big Glass Joe from Mike Tyson Punch-Out. Loves not being available. At the first sign of weakness within the team, Adios, amigo. I got a hurt toe. I ain't playing. He's out. Jarvis Landry, ankle injury, questionable to play. Alvin Kamara, rib injury, questionable to play. You are a battered and bruised and beat up offense that even when healthy wasn't a good offense. Andy Dalton, God bless you, bro. You got the city of New Orleans and the state of Louisiana behind you. I haven't run into one person, male, female, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, young, old. I haven't run into one person this past week in the streets that I talk football with who said, yeah, I hope they give Jameis another week. Everybody has been saying, yeah, it's time we give Dalton a try. So he's going to get a try on Sunday, and he ain't going to have any weapons to throw the ball to. Thomas is out. Landry may not play. Kamara's beat up. Kamara, if the game doesn't go well, is going to kind of do that thing he did last week where he's not going to want to get hit. He's going to run out of bounds, all that good stuff. You got Olave, and that's it. Go get him. Against a Minnesota team that actually plays some pretty damn good defense, and that which locked up Green Bay earlier in the week. On Sunday out in London, New Orleans' defense is going to have to play ridiculously well. Ridiculously well. To the point of, like, if you give up anything just about, It's going to be tough. And that's where the Saints are right now in this point of the season. Good teams and great teams have a big margin for error. Good teams and great teams could overcome turnovers, overcome mistakes, overcome a bad drive, a holding penalty. They could overcome all that because they can make up for it later. Bad teams don't have that luxury. Good teams could turn over the ball two, three times in the first half of the opener like the Bills did. 
rally from it and beat the defending champions 31-10. to If the Saints turn over the ball three or four times in a half, they'll be down 20-plus points and the game will be over. The Saints just offensively especially don't have any margin for error. Every time they get into the red zone, they have to score a touchdown because we don't know when they're going to get back there again. Every time it's third and three or third and four, you've got to get the first down because we don't know the next time the Saints will be ahead of the chains again. Every time there's a play that's out there to be made, the Saints have to make it because we don't know when that next opportunity is going to come for a team that is just lacking explosiveness and is lacking the ability to get their guys in advantageous situations so far. Can New Orleans beat Minnesota on Sunday? Hell, you're facing Kirk Cousins, dude. There's always a chance. Just about every time in his career that Kirk Cousins has been expected to succeed, he's fallen flat on his face. So there's absolutely a possibility that Cousins comes out Sunday, throws the ball to the Saints three or four times, and struggles and doesn't play well and and is a mess, and New Orleans wins an ugly game. But there's not a whole lot of margin for error for that New Orleans team, especially when you got all those guys out. And in addition to the guys that we listed, you're also without Andrus Pete. You're also without Marcus May. You've got a lot of your salary cap that's not going to be available off of a football team that, quite frankly, is not probably all that good to begin with. So that's the challenge facing New Orleans at 8.30 out in London. That'll be a whole lot of fun to watch. One way or another, good or bad, we're going to learn a lot about New Orleans. There's some really good NFL games this weekend. I want to see the Commanders and the Cowboys, duh. That's my Cowboys opportunity to make something happen, get to 3-1 and one in the season. But Buffalo and Baltimore will be great. How do the Bills respond after losing one? <clears throat> I want to see the Chargers, man. The Chargers got like beat up bad against Jacksonville. They're now 1-2. There's a lot of whispers and rumors that Sean Payton's going to be the Chargers' next head football coach. You're taking on a Texans team that doesn't have near the talent you have. That has to be a butt-whooping on Sunday. It's a big game for the Chargers. I want to see Jacksonville and Philly. The Eagles have looked great. The Jaguars have looked great. That should be a fun, exciting matchup. Titans and Colts will be physical. Um, You got Rodgers facing Belichick, though I think Green Bay should be heavily favored with Mac Jones out. The Raiders, man. The Raiders are 0-3. They're the only winless team in the entire NFL. They're taking on a Denver team that's 2-1, and but that looks like a wreck. That's a huge one. Then, of course, you got Mahomes and Brady and uh, uh, Monday Night Football will be 49ers and Rams. This is a great and loaded NFL slate. And early morning on Sunday, the Saints will kick it off when taking on the Vikings. But, of course, we had the Thursday night game, which I'm saving to talk about a little bit later on, perhaps in the show. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Damien St. Pierre. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll ask Damien about LSU and the Saints and everything in between. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time, the Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Dude, I'm not going to lie. This is a this is a true story. I walked out of the house today, felt this cool weather, and realized it was a weekend. And a part of me in the back of my head said to myself, this feels like a bitty basketball weekend. It just does. The weather's nice, and the sun's out, and we go to the phone lines. Now we have Damien St. Pierre, the president of South Lafouche, Biddy. D, doesn't it feel like there's some bitty in the air, bro? I know the season's coming up, but it just feels like a bitty weekend this weekend. It does, man. I, I've been working all day outside. So if you hear a little wind behind me, that's, I'm, I'm staying outside. I'm, I'm trying to enjoy this. But, yeah, we got a lot of hard work going on behind the scenes. You know, a lot more kids this year, a lot more teams to fill, vacancies for coaches. That's our main deal right now. Uh, we're going to start drafting on next Monday, uh, and then things are starting to come together, man. A very exciting time for some, for some bitty basketball. When, when approximately will the first ball be thrown up into the air, dude? Because I know that you guys are excited about that. Heck, I'm looking to go get some pictures and everything be part of that as well. When are we uh, have our anticipated start date? So I know, um, you know, not not this weekend coming. Obviously, we haven't we haven't drafted yet. And the following weekend is going to be uh, Lafouche Parish fall break school schedule for school uh, 
So it'll be the following weekend, somewhere around that 14th, 15th uh, of October date is what, uh, what we're shooting for. It looks like the 15th, the weekend of the 15th. We're going to be playing at both Garfield Center and LaRose Civic Center. A lot of good talks um, throughout the fair weekend with, with some LaRose folks and cutoff folks. And it seems like everybody's excited and, and, and ready to move on. Good, good. So the Saints will be fully out of contention by the time you guys start. So that <laughs> let's let, let, let let's start there. The Saints are one and two, taking on the Vikings today or not today, Sunday rather, Sunday morning. Um, dude, I mentioned this earlier in the show. I just don't know. Like there are a lot of things front office wise that are worrying me right now with this team, dude. Because I don't know who's in charge. I don't know who's making what decisions. Dennis Allen says on Wednesday, hey, Dennis, D- Jameis Winston's going to practice Thursday. He's not practicing Thursday, but he's likely not going to play. But then Dennis Allen says today, well, he hasn't practiced all week, but if he feels good Sunday, we'll maybe give him a shot. Like, who's making these decisions that to have Winston in flux? Then also the team said when he first got injured, oh, he can't hurt it any worse. So why is he not available to play now, but he was available to play then? Like, it's just a convoluted mess. And then, oh, yeah. Michael Thomas is out again, surprise, surprise. Andrews Pete is out again, surprise, surprise. You're one and two. You're not playing well. This has been a rough start to the season for New Orleans. I feel some passion around there, Casey. I feel a passion in, in, your, in your tone right there. But look, at the end of the day, you got you talking to a guy that's nine and thirty. Yes. Uh, you know, as an NFL head coach, you hired that guy. You know what he was about. Uh, you know, he's a defensive guy, and defense is, is, is okay, but. Uh, man, Saints are just a, a weird franchise at the moment. And you coming off of losing Drew Brees, coming off of losing Sean Payton, uh, which he's going to be coaching next year. That, that's that's almost a guarantee, and that's going to draw. That's going to be a Nick Saban LSU Alabama type of deal. Um, but you don't have a solid quarterback. That's where games are won and lost. It's so weird to watch that team because there's still so many weapons and. It, it's almost like the fourth quarter. It's like, all right, it's crunch time. Now we now we got to play, and and now our defense has kept us in it enough that we have a chance to do something in the fourth quarter. It seems like that pretty much every game so far this season. But and I, I've been shouting this from from, from the mountaintop. The Saints are an average ball team. They, uh, you know, Kamara's not what to me is not what he used to be. He's got some mileage on him. He, he misses a lot of time from injuries. You don't have that great second running back. Your receiving core is, is is new, and the one guy you have hasn't played in, in you know, he's played three games in, in three years or, or something close to that. Uh, defensive side of the ball, you got a defensive minded head coach that seems like they can't um, they can't get a stop when they need. To. It's a it's an average football team, and people need to understand that, and, and you know, I guess be okay with that or, or just accept it. One of the two. Yeah, and you know, look, man, as a fan. Um, there's always the little bit of excitement whenever you're struggling in that, hey, in the back of your mind, hey, we'll, we'll get a good draft pick. Well, the Saints don't own their draft pick, which means obviously they're going to be in a rush to try to win as many games as they can because they don't want to hand the top 10 pick to Philly. And look, I'm not ready to say the Saints pick will be a top 10 pick, but they do have an urgency to try to win. Now you hand the ball to Andy Dalton, who, look, in 2013 was good, but he's 34 years old now. He hasn't played in a while, and I just... I think Dalton's going to be okay, but I think this team needs better than okay at the quarterback position to be able to survive. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. And let's let's think about this. Saints fans, and I'm not counting myself or or you in that boat, Saints fans are are crying to see Andy Dalton. Yeah. In 2022, Saints fans are crying to see Andy Dalton. I can't wait to to see what he does out there. 
Uh, he's a veteran quarterback. He's going to be able to make some throws, and you know maybe they get in some type of rhythm that Jameis hasn't been able to get them in. He's not going to hit the long ball. That's that's the one thing that Jameis was you know was kind of known for being able to at least throw the long ball. Dalton, he, he's way past any substance of, of a prime that he may or may not have at one time. But it's it's a mess, and I just. Like, I have uh, Chris Olave on my fantasy team, and I just hope that he gets a lot of reps this summer. Uh, this early morning Sunday game. No doubt. Look, dude, when you and I coached Biddy basketball together, the one game that always worried us is whenever we were facing a team that had some talent, was maybe a little bit scattered out all over, maybe weren't the best coached. That's what LSU's facing on Saturday. You're on the road. You're facing a team that does have SEC talent. They've got some speed. They've got some playmakers, but they're really not all that bought into their coach. But, dude, if they get something to feel good about earlier in the game, it could be trouble. What are you expecting from LSU? They're big favorites on the road, nine-point favorites. I think they've got to start fresh and leave no doubt right from the beginning. What are your thoughts as you're watching the Tigers go to the Plains tomorrow? Hey, so i got to let everybody know, you and I do have conversations throughout the week, but we normally do not have any prep meetings before we get into here. And in my mind, I know we're talking about LSU, and I've been hearing all week about how LSU's favorite and everything. People are kind of not worried. This game worries me to death. Um, Auburn has some problems up front. I know they're, I think, maybe on their second, maybe third center coming into this, into this game, but the Auburn defensive line scares me. Uh, you know, does Jaden Daniels backtrack and, and get out of the pocket a little too soon because he's under pressure? The offensive, LSU's offensive line has been doing great the last couple of games, but I just don't think they faced any team uh, with, a, with a front four like what Auburn is going is to present to us on, on Saturday. It does worry me. Um, you know, I don't know if we've if we've ever played tremendous on the road uh, at Auburn, but I think we got too many weapons, and I think Auburn has too many holes. But at the same time, and you know, going on the on the road as a as a favorite, almost a double digit favorite against a, a an all time rival, it's just it, it scares me, and I, I would not be surprised if, if LSU struggles. Coy Moore had some interesting things to say. Um, he was on a podcast earlier this week, and he said. He left LSU not because well, – he's at Auburn now. He left LSU not because the receiver room was crowded, but because he felt like he was getting slept on. And then he said, hey, I was the best receiver on that team. So, of course, the host of the podcast, knowing how ridiculous that claim is, said, well, man, they, they got Kayshawn Boudet over there. you know." And then he said definitively, yeah, he's nice, but I'm much better than he is. So I'm expecting number seven from White or on the LSU team to have a big day Saturday. If that doesn't motivate you to want to rock and roll, man, what will? Uh, it, it, it's time for him to have a breakout game. Uh, no, no matter what maybe Coy Moore may have, have thought about him, uh, you know, we're getting into the, to the teeth of the SEC schedule here coming up. and You got you got a team that's on the upswing, and you got a team that, that's not looking too, too, too good coming in, and um, it, it's time it's time for Boutte to do something. He's still up there on the, on the draft. Boards and the, all the the you know talking heads talking about he's still a top ten guy and let it's time to him to go prove it and, and show us what he can do. Dude, um, last night there was some crazy stuff that happened in the NFL, man, and I don't know if anything's going to come of it because it's a billion dollar corporation and they are going to have the means and the ability to cover this up if they want to. Tua got concussed last Sunday. His head hit the turf. He got up. He was woozy. He could, didn't really know where he was then kind of woozily walked off the field. The team, because they were facing the Bills and needed to have it, kind of slid it under the rug and all hit his back locked up. Okay, yeah, that's why he was shaking his head walking off the field. He finished the game. 
then played again last night, got concussed again this time, no doubt, had to get stretchered off. This is a very dicey thing here, dude. Fortunately, two is okay. But, boy, the Dolphins are playing with fire, and they may get burned, and this is the same Dolphins franchise before anybody tries to stand up and say, oh, they would never do that. This is the same Dolphins franchise that has already lost picks because they were cheating and trying to tamper with Brady and Peyton. So they've been willing to cross that line before. I think they're going to get in some big trouble for this, bro. This whole thing is unbelievable. Um, and, you know, just kind of doing a little bit of research on it and hearing some people talk, you got Mike McDaniel saying that the NFL has a uh, concussion, our brain specialist at every single game. And that just, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on for a little while. That makes it even more fish. Um, you know, you got a, a league that's been under investigation before from, or, 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 or even in lawsuits for, um, you know, CTE and things like that, not not taking care of it the right way. And this is a this is a, a huge black eye on the league. No matter unless he's out for a while, and, and they come with some some public, um, you know, I guess the public from a doctor saying, I guess not a league of affiliated doctor coming out saying that he's okay. But I've, I've been in, in you know in the corner of, of tons of, of boxing matches and watched tons of boxing matches. That same reaction that, that Tua had last night when he got thrown to the ground is the same reaction that a lot of boxers have when they get knocked out. You know, you can't see it, obviously, with the gloves, but you can see their hands tighten up, and it, it's the same reaction. He got knocked out. And even in, you know, even in, in boxing where it's a, it's, a, it's a combat sport, you got a lot of rules. Once you suffer something like that, you know, you're out 30 to 60 days mandated, and that's, a, that's about a national you know, boxing uh, commissioner. That's that's a that's a blanket rule, and there's something that has to be enforced in the in the NFL like that. Because last night was just scary, and the fact that he even played last night after what happened to him last Sunday, which you, you cover it up. There's no doubt that the guy got he got you know he, he had some cobwebs, and maybe it wasn't a full concussion that he maybe answered where he was and what year it was. It's got to be something a little more stringent than that. But it's a huge black eye and. I have to say I'm glad it happened last night, but it definitely opened the eyes of a lot of people that maybe weren't uh, looking at it before. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that, man. Let, let's talk some NBA. You get uh, media day for the Pelicans. Zion Williamson, a lot of reports that he looks pretty good. I think it's pretty funny, though. A lot of the same folks last year who were arguing that he wasn't fat and wasn't out of shape are the ones that are in the front of the line saying that he looks great. So which one is it? Is he in shape now or was he out of shape then? Uh, you got McCollum re-upped for a new extension two-plus uh, years, and you got a core that's back. Um, man, I, I get asked the question often, and I was actually struggling with this earlier in an episode earlier this week. The question that I get often is, will the Pelicans make a big leap? And for me, and I think that for fans in general, we have to understand and be willing to accept, you were the 10 seed last year. A big leap this year is becoming like the six or the five seed. I think a lot of folks are expecting them to be one of the best teams in the NBA, and I think that we're maybe a year, year and a half away from having those conversations. But, heck, just winning 48, 50 games, being in the middle of the playoffs, I think that'd be a great year. A, a delusional New Orleans sports fans? Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, you, you hit, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Again, it's, it's, um, you know, this year is going to be a little bit different. Last year, you kind of—I want to say—they came out of nowhere, but at the end, they got hot. They—they kind of came out of—you know—came surprised a few folks. And this year, you're going to have that target on your back already because they know that they drove the Suns to seven games and, uh, you know, and, and, and played well and are playing well and, and are getting there. But like you said, a successful season is going to be in that middle of the pack, which is okay. 
you know, especially for, for a New Orleans basketball team that's never had that much success to begin with. Um, a lot of young talent, a lot of excitement. Uh, it, it's good to see that, that New Orleans embracing um, basketball. Just, you know, it, it, it's not always, it doesn't always happen. And it seems like everybody's kind of excited. And I know they, they sold a good bit more tickets at the end of last year and, and beginning of this year. So it'll be fun to watch. And, and I'm hoping that they could continue with the success that they had last year. But kind of getting to Zion. You know, small, big, mid, not big, middle, middle, whatever he is, can he stay healthy? That's, that's going to be the main thing for him. That's a lot of money. We talked about it at the end of last season when the deal happened. That's a lot of money for a guy that hasn't really proven himself. And did he get in the gym and did he, did he work out and did he get to, you know, to, to where he is now? Obviously, he's, he's doing something. But is that going to, is that going to speak for him whenever he gets on the floor and can play 48 minutes or 40 minutes a night without having to sit out and be minute restricted, uh, for, 50 games or source, you know, whatever that may be. Big question mark on the top of his head, and I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to be able to, to see that and what happens with that with him. Let's talk some WWE for a second, dude, because there's so much to be excited about there, man. Because look, I, I, I said this earlier in the week is that there were so many fans, myself included, who over the last two or three years had just fallen out of it. The ratings dropped, and I was just reading results on the internet couple, about you know, two months or so ago, I started, you know, putting it on every once in a while, and you're finding it hard to turn off. On Raw, you got really cool storylines with the Mysterios and Judgment Day and everything, and, you know, Lashley's given some good matches with the U.S. title out front on Raw. Um, the whole thing with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline, that's one of the cooler storylines that we've had in a while. That was some good stuff on Friday. Um then you got the whole White Rabbit thing. We don't know when they're going to pop that in, and The Miz is getting kidnapped every week. What I'm getting at is there's a lot of stuff that leaves you coming back and wanting to see what happens next week, and that's the goal of wrestling. That's why we love wrestling. They're doing it right right now, bro. This is as good as WWE's been in a long time. It's fun to watch. And I was at our buddy Cody Sandoval's house last night watching the Dolphin and Bengals game, and they had a SmackDown commercial or something. I said, man, have you been watching wrestling? I said, man, I haven't watched that in years. I said, dude, now's the time to, to get into that. You think it has a lot to do with uh, with the factions? There's a, I feel like there's a lot more factions out there right now than, than there has been in, in the last eight, ten years. Do you think that has something to do with it? I think so, yeah. I think that that's part of it. You know, that was part of what made the 90s great is that there were a bunch of groups instead of individuals. I think that's part of it. I think they're booking better, obviously, you know, getting rid of some of the corny, cliche stuff that McMahon liked and, and getting that out the door. I think it's a combination of a lot of things, to be honest with you. Man, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they're going to do with Sami Zayn. I don't know if, if they're going to keep him kind of in that middle of the pack role or, or, or if something's going to happen when eventually he's getting out of the group. He's going to get out of the bloodline no matter what. Either he's, he's turning on him or they're turning on him. And it's, it's cool to see like he doesn't get along with everybody in the group. They're still... You know, one of the Usos still kind of giving them the eye on, on uh, every time that, 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 that they walk out. And just little things like that keeps you, keeps you tuned in and keeps you ready to go. I don't know. If, I, I, was, I was watching something before I came on. I don't know if that was going to be affected. I know they were somewhere in, in Florida supposed to be tonight. That may be an interesting twist to see how that's going to kind of get booked, if there's some travel restrictions on anyone or if anyone had, was affected by, by the hurricane through their home. I know a lot of us WWE guys live in that area. Yeah, I think that they're actually going to be good to go uh, from what I was reading. I don't know if there's going to be any restrictions or anybody that couldn't make it in, but I think that they're going to be good to go, so it should be a good show tonight. Before I let you go, brother, the uh, the Saints are out in London uh, taking on the Vikings. LSU's 
out um, in the plains taking on Auburn. Give me some picks on both of those games, bro. Are the Tigers going to get the win? The LSU Tigers, of course. And then are the Saints going to go out to London and beat Minnesota? No, I think Minnesota got a little too much firepower with Justin Jefferson. They they got their, their ground game maybe working a little bit better. I don't think the Saints are going to have anything, I don't think, defensively to stop Justin Jefferson. He's been on a roll. So I think the Vikings take that one by, by a couple scores. And then I'm, I'm going to go three to six points. Um, LSU Tigers beat the Auburn Tigers or the War Eagles, whatever they call themselves this week. I just think it's going to be closer than a lot of people are talking about. And uh, I'm anxious to see, to see how our young offensive line holds up against that Auburn, de- that Auburn defensive line. That's going to be the matchup what I'm looking at. One more, Alabama's taking on Arkansas on the road, a true road game. Our buddy Coach Kyle is worried, sick. He thinks Alabama's not as good as they've been. Does Alabama have anything to worry about tomorrow? Coach Kyle would be worried about if Alabama would play Jackson State. <laughs> uh, uh, Arkansas didn't look that great the last couple of weeks, uh, and I think Alabama, you know, they haven't looked tremendous, but I just think uh, Alabama's got a little bit too much, uh, too much in the trenches for Arkansas right now. Yeah, look, dude, they're four and zero. They won fifty five nothing, sixty three to seven, fifty five to three, and then they did struggle twenty to nineteen against Texas. But yeah, that's a team that they're terrible, right? <laughs> oh yeah, Coach Colley would agree. <laughs> Thanks so much for the time, bro. Have a great weekend, man. Okay, I'm looking forward to listening to you guys tonight, man. It's one of my favorite Friday night traditions. Yes, sir, no doubt about it. Thanks for listening, bro. Have a great time. Thanks. That is Damien St. Pierre. Does a great job as always. Uh, he sends us scoreboard updates throughout the sports spectrum, and we certainly appreciate that. Got a little community service plug here to give. American Legion Russell Redmond Post 272 invites you to a reacquaintance free community meal <laughs> October 2nd. So that would be it's Sunday from 11:30 a.m. to 1:30 p.m. at Legion Home 104 Recreation Drive in Montague. They'll be serving spaghetti, garlic, bread, and salad. So that's Sunday, 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Go get you a plate of spaghetti and enjoy the camaraderie of others in our community. When we catch a break, I'm going to give you guys my weekend predictions, some things I'm expecting to see from the busy weekend that lies ahead. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. 
And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLED. We thank Damien for his time in the last segment. We thank Chandler for his time before that. Now, let's get to our weekend predictions, some things I'm expecting to see over the busy weekend that lies ahead. Oh, the first one's going to make me whimper a little bit. I'm expecting to see the New York Mets grab complete control of the NL East this coming weekend against the Atlanta Braves. Um, the series is in Atlanta, which... You know, should be cause for a little bit of hope from the Braves' perspective. But I just don't like those pitching matchups. You're facing DeGrom and Scherzer both. Um, you're not having Strider on the mound because he's battling an injury, so that's not any good. And it's a situation where for the Braves to, you know, be a player in this, <clears throat> they've got to take the lead in the division. They can't just tie because the Mets have the season tiebreaker. So I think the Mets are going to, probably win two out of three, which would put them up big, and I think that they're going to grab control of the East. Though I hope I'm wrong. I certainly hope that I'm wrong in my forecast of that. My next weekend prediction. I'm expecting to see chaos this weekend in college football. There are a lot of ranked teams that I think are in vulnerable positions this weekend. Starting tonight, Washington, number 15 team in the country, traveling to take on UCLA. Washington is in a vulnerable position tonight and may not get by UCLA. Both teams are 4-0. UCLA could really play offense with that Chip Kelly offense. You look around the rest of the college football landscape. There are games around the country where we could see upsets. Michigan is going and taking on an Iowa defense that is very good. Kentucky, the number seven team in the country, traveling to take on Ole Miss. Oklahoma struggled mightily last week. They're traveling to take on TCU on the road. Baylor has a chance to maybe upset Oklahoma State. Florida State and Wake Forest, something's got to give there. Mississippi State and A&M, that'll be an upset special there. NC State and Clemson, an opportunity for an upset there. Stanford, I think, is going to give Oregon hell. There are matchups this weekend where the ranked powerful foe could potentially be vulnerable, and I think that the rankings that we see today and the rankings that we see on Monday are going to be vastly different. I think there are going to be a lot of upsets this coming weekend. Next weekend prediction. Locally, I think we're going to get some good news on the college football front. I think LSU is going to go to the Plains and win an ugly game against Auburn. When I say ugly, I don't mean LSU's going to win by an ugly amount. I, mean, like, I don't think they're going to win by 30, but I think they're going to win an ugly, sloppy game, like 21-10. to 10. I think LSU's going to be in control of the game. 
and they're going to make us nervous with missed opportunities. I think LSU is going to get a bunch of first downs, get to the 50. Oh, holding penalty. Saul's a drive. Gets out into the red zone. Oh, Daniels takes a sack. You got to kick a field goal. Oh, one of those field goals. Oh, he shanks it. He missed it. I think they're going to leave a lot of points on the board. But I think the LSU defense is going to control the game to a level to where Auburn's not going to score enough to run away with it or have an opportunity to be out in front. And then in the second half, LSU starts putting a few onto the board. And I think LSU will win an ugly, sloppy SEC road win, 21 to 10, 24 to 17, uh, 28 to 17 type game where they win by 10 or so points and just narrowly cover, or maybe Auburn just narrowly covers. They'll be right around the line. The Tigers will beat Auburn out in the plains of Alabama. And in addition to that, as I said, I think there's going to be all good local news. I think Nichols is going to get their first win of the season, taking on Northwestern. This is a drastic step down in competition for Nichols. Nichols has faced nothing but FBS opponents and then nothing but premier top 25 level FCS opponents to start their season. No disrespect to Northwestern, but they ain't that. I think the Colonels with the step down in competition will go on the road, will play better, will get their running game going, will control time of possession, control the clock, keep their defense off the field. I like Nichols to establish themselves as the real NSU in what I think is one of the more goofy rivalry matchups of the year. Does Nichols plays Northwestern in a game to see who the quote-unquote real NSU is? But if you call Nichols NSU, the SID will email you and say, hey, we're Nichols State University. Don't call us NSU. So, Anyway, that's my pettiness aside. I think the Colonels will get a win. NFL-wise, Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. My Cowboys are going to beat the Washington Commanders. Cooper Rush is going to lead the team to 3-0 under his command. And I think Dallas minus three is the bet of the weekend. I don't get the Washington thing. You got Carson Wentz, who's a statue back there. An absolute statue back there. That Dallas pass rush, Lawrence and uh, Parsons and those interior rushers, Armstrong, Van Der Esch, every once in a while, bull rush up the middle. They're going to sack Wentz over and over and over again. Cooper Rush will do what Cooper Rush does. Complete the easy ones, keep them ahead of the chains, get the team in position to make some plays. I like Dallas to beat Washington 28-10. to I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Cowboys are going to play their best ball at home. Give me Dallas to roll with Cooper Rush at the command. I think Vegas got this line wrong. Minus three, I don't think it's enough. Give me my Cowboys to get a win. I like the Buffalo Bills to bounce back against the Baltimore Ravens. The Bills lost last Sunday against Miami. Let's be honest. That reminded me of an old cage match back in the day in old school WWE. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin against, I don't remember who, maybe Vince McMahon or I, I don't know. It was, it was, but the premise of the match was the big show Paul White comes out from under the ring, breaks through the mat and then throws Stone Cold Steve Austin into the cage so hard that the cage breaks, and then Austin falls to the floor. And then you realize, like, oh, man, this is a devastating bump. Is Austin okay? But then you also realize, secondly, um, he's out of the cage. He's on the floor. He won. So the big evil plan to destroy Austin backfires. That was Buffalo and Miami last week. Miami beat Buffalo because Buffalo threw them through the cage too hard. Buffalo had 500 yards. Miami had 200. Buffalo ran 90 plays. Miami ran like 38. The Bills just couldn't convert, and it allowed Miami to kind of get a flukish win. Um, Buffalo's going to be pissed off about that. They're going on the road, taking on Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be tough to slow down. 
but I think the Bills' defense will keep him in front of them, force him into some pocket passing situations. That's not his strength. And on the flip side to that, I think Josh Allen and that Bills' offense is going to roll. Give me Buffalo to get that win, get back on track. Next weekend prediction. I think the Saints are going to play with some spirit early in London, but I think it's going to crumble later in the game and the Vikings are going to get the win. As Damian said a minute ago, it's going to be hard for New Orleans to keep Justin Jefferson down the whole game. And you got Lattimore, and he's played super well this season. He really, truly has. He's been excellent. But at some point, he's going to break behind the defense and make a play, or two, or three. And then even if Lattimore is doing a good job on Jefferson and limiting him, you still got to worry about Thielen and then Cook. And look, it's a Saints team that I think more so than being physically demoralized, though I do think they are physically demoralized with tons and tons of injuries. I think at some point you become mentally and emotionally demoralized. This team has gone through a lot through three weeks. A lot of emotional swings. The Atlanta game was a big, violent, emotional game. The Tampa game was the same. The Carolina game was the same. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of chatter. You had to make a big flight to London. No one on either team wants to play in London. Those London games are ridiculous. I think New Orleans is going to struggle to hold on for the full 60 minutes, and the Vikings are going to take advantage. Another weekend prediction. I think there's going to be a lot of uproar and hoopla based on the Dolphins' decision and handling of Tua last night. The Dolphins were reckless last night. The Dolphins actually got away lucky that their starting quarterback didn't get severely injured. They're lucky that he came to after having what was a violent concussion where his hands are locked up. He didn't even have control of his hands for about 10, 15 minutes last night as we saw him laying on the field. I don't know what doctor cleared him on Sunday after saying that he wasn't concussed. I don't know which jackass in that organization said, ah, we'll say it's a back injury. That'll that'll show him. Dude doesn't have anything wrong with his back. He got concussed last Sunday. He got concussed again on Thursday. And now the NFL is going to be hounding that organization like hawks to make sure that they have dotted every I and crossed every T. And we've got to now sit here and wait. And hopefully he doesn't have any type of negative impacts. Because they tell me, based on your second concussion, or based on any type of severe concussion, that there are a lot of complications that can happen after the impact. Hopefully Tua has a good weekend. But I think that throughout the course of the weekend, there's going to be a lot of noise from a lot of people who are going to be putting a lot of pressure on the league and that organization to come clean and give us some answers about what exactly happened out there Another prediction. I like the Raiders over Denver this weekend. Las Vegas is 0-3. They're not going to be 0-4, right? They can't be 0-4, can they? They're better than that, like Las Vegas. I like the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to blitz Tampa. Blitz Tampa. I'm not buying it with Tampa right now, dude. Not buying it. I, I, I don't see them offensively being good enough to score with Kansas City. So I like the Chiefs in that one. College football-wise... I think Alabama is going to run past Arkansas, even on the road. I like Kentucky to beat Ole Miss tomorrow in SEC play. And then, as I said already, told you I like LSU to beat Auburn. So those are weekend predictions. We'll see how they shake out 
throughout the course of the weekend as we're watching all these games unfold. Let's catch a break. We've got one more segment. We've got betting picks that we'll lean on. We'll tell you a few games that we like around football and around maybe a little baseball as well. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. For nearly half a century, Tiger Ag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Thanks to everybody for listening to Play by Play here on this Friday. I've got another short segment to go where I'll give you a couple of things that I'm looking at over the weekend in terms of betting. I want to thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. 
Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Sports Corners tomorrow morning, presented by Terrebonne General Health System. Stan and myself will be breaking down all the action. That's also sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. And then tonight, we've got the varsity matchup. But also, stick around for After the Lights, presented by Grandal Shipyard. We'll be talking about everything that's happening in the world of sports. Um, <clears throat> Tomorrow, college football-wise... I like Kentucky plus six and a half over Ole Miss. Ole Miss offensively is not the same. They they, they still move the ball, right? Lane Kiffin, they're going to move the ball. Um, but I like Kentucky on the road, just like I like Kentucky on the road against Florida. They're battle-tested. They're steady. They're going to run the ball. They're going to control the game. I like Kentucky to take care of business there in that one. Tonight, I like Houston uh, minus four over Tulane. Tulane had the big moment high spot against Kansas State, but I don't know, man. It, it just feels like something's amiss with that program. They get you excited, and then they just get back that momentum. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope that they beat Houston, and I hope that they have a great season and make it to bowl and all that, but it just feels like something has been missing there. Also in the college football slate tomorrow, I like um, under 55.5 for Oklahoma State and Baylor. I like under 58 and a half for Maryland and Michigan State. Those are two teams that are very offensive uh, challenged versus some pretty good defenses. I like uh, Florida State tomorrow, minus six and a half over Wake Forest. I think Florida State's the real deal. I think that they're one of the better teams out there. I like Iowa State minus three over Kansas. The overreaction to Kansas's early season success is, is, is a bit much for me. I like over 45 and a half in LSU and Auburn. And I know I said earlier in the show that it would be a 21 to 10 game, but I, that was maybe underselling it a little bit. I'm going maybe more 31 to, you know, 20 type games. I'm going to go over for LSU and Auburn tomorrow. George is going to blast Missouri. Minus 28 is not enough. George is going to put it on them hard. Um, so I like that number. NFL wise, there's a few others that I'd like to give to you all that I've been seeing. I told you I like my Cowboys minus three. Um, I'm not touching the Saints. I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. I think Minnesota is going to win, but I don't trust Kirk Cousins enough to bet on it and you know have any type of confidence in that number at all. I like the Chargers minus five over the Texans. I think that the Chargers will bounce back and have a nice day. Um, I like under 41 and a half for Steelers and Jets. Neither one of those offenses is going anywhere in a hurry. I like over 45 and a half for Jaguars and Eagles. I think that those are two teams that are capable of playing a shootout. And then also, I like Kansas City plus one on the road against Tampa. I just, I'm just, i just not feeling it with Tampa, man. I, I just don't think they could score. I don't think they could score. Their offense is it, just lacking. Brady can't move around a whole lot, and their their you know, their weapons are beat up. I just don't think Tampa could score enough. Baseball-wise tonight, there are a few games that maybe I would play. I'm giving you a bunch of picks today. I usually give you three. I'm giving you the, the whole kitchen sink today. Uh, Baseball-wise tonight, I like... Um, Noah Syndergaard in game two for the Phillies. Minus a run and a half over the Nationals. The Phillies have to have it. The Nationals have to be on vacation here soon because they're not any good. I like the Phillies to take advantage of that. I like a scoreless first in the Mets and the Braves. I like a scoreless first in the Marlins and the Brewers. I like them both so much that I'd be willing to parlay the two into a couple of scoreless first innings there with matchups between premier pitchers. And I like the Cardinals minus a run and a half against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Chandler Guitros. Thanks to Damian St. Pierre. And thanks to you all. Hope to see you all at the games this weekend. Um, <clears throat> as Chandler told us, man, bring a jacket, wear some sleeves. It's going to be a little bit nippy out there. I say nippy. It's going to be very comfortable, but uh, it'll be in the 60s and it'll be a little cool. And we 
certainly embrace the opportunity to play some football in a stadium where it'll feel like football weather for the first time this season. Go Tigers, go Colonels, go whoever you're rooting for. Um, hope that it is a fruitful fantasy weekend for everybody. Hope it's a fruitful betting weekend for everybody. We'll be back on Monday at the same time, breaking it all down. You've been listening to Play by Play. Casey just got signing off, wishing you all a tremendous weekend. God bless. Stay safe. We'll be back Monday, y'all. Take care. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.